Hey, this is Bonnie, co-host of Full Court Press with Bonnie and Felix. Have you ever wanted to start a podcast but don't know where to start? Don't worry, we got you. Introducing Buzzsprout, a user-friendly podcast hosting site. They have all the resources and tools you need to start a stellar podcast. Start with a free plan, and then if you want to upgrade, Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price. You will get listed in every major podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and much, much more. Following the link in this episode's show notes, we'll let Buzzsprout know that we sent you. Gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and help support our show. So join the hundreds of thousands of podcasters already using Buzzsprout and share your stories, your passions, and your voice to the world. Happy New Year, FCP fam. It's your boy, Bonnie, and welcome back to Full Court Press, a podcast by basketball fans for basketball fans, aka Toronto's number one NBA podcast. I'm joined by the Brody Felix, and in this episode, we'll be discussing which NBA players ranks first in each age group from ages 19 to 37. But before we get the episode rolling, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at fullcourtpress.to and to subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your shows. I know we'll be talking about NBA players between the ages of 19 and 37, but shout out real quick to Udonis Haslam and Joe Johnson because... Those motherfuckers are still active and it's pretty wild, okay? Um, Speaking of Joe Johnson, though, so far in 2022, it's pretty much looking like 2012, okay? Joe Johnson is in the NBA. Same with Greg Monroe. Kenneth Fareed is with the Nuggets as well as their G League affiliate Grand Rapids Gold. Mario Chalmers is on the Heat. Lance Stevenson is on the Pacers. LeBron is wearing number six. And as of January 3rd, 2022, the Bulls are currently the number one seed in the East. Take that in, fam. That is funny. <laughs> I, I never thought about that. I didn't even know Lance Stevenson was in the Pacers. All these 10-day contracts. All these 10-day contracts. Okay, if there was like another 10-day contract signed by a player that's currently not playing in the NBA, but like we've known to like adore and love over the years, who would be that player for you? Jimmer for debt. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> What get this guy in? Yeah, get this guy in the NBA, bro. He'll drop seventy points. Get the fuck out of here! No way. Jimmy no forget, bro. Jimmy forget. <laughs> uh, Reggie Miller. I think he Ray could do Allen. a ten day. I Ray think, I think both day. of them could do a ten day. Hundred percent. Who else? Kevin Garnett, ten days. Dwayne Wade can do a ten day contract for sure. hundred oh, percent. Yeah, Dwayne Wade. I would actually like to see Chris Bosh. I was, yo, that was the next person I was gonna say. Chris Bosh. 10 day right? contract. Yeah, man. But speaking of the Bulls, though, um, I, re- I just really want to talk about DeMar DeRozan's back-to-back buzzer beaters against the Pacers and the Wizards. So, did you watch those games? I had to watch was his buzzer beaters. That's all I had to see. Yo, but I think people are, are really, like, downgrading it because they're both three-point shots and he doesn't shoot threes. Yeah. Or he's not supposed to shoot threes. And though both of them were three-point shot buzzer beaters. It just gave me flashbacks. I don't know if you remember this one. I want to say 2011, when Kobe Bryant was just going on a 
on like a buzzer beater spree, game winners after game winners after game winners. You remember that? Like he had like, I think there's one season alone he had like six, seven, and it was like big, big shots. And I just, the Rosen's giving me that vibe this year. Not only two, I think he had like three so far, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Shit. Yeah, man, he's he's on a roll, man. He's on a roll. Like I well, talk about the Rosen. Here's my question to you. Here's my question to you. If you know, obviously he was considered the worst signing of free agency. He was voted the worst signing of free agency. They all believed it was a mistake. Now they're number one in the East. And obviously, DeMar hit those back-to-back shots. But he was not only that he's known for, but like for this season, he's been like the like the backbone, you know, the mentor leading that team uh, mentally and obviously physically on a, on a court. If they stay at number one, let's say the top three, do you think he'll go away with MVP this year? Okay, here's my theory. And also my answer to your question. I feel like the past couple seasons, whoever wins the regular season MVP never ever makes it to the finals or just doesn't win the championship as a whole. Last season, Jokic wins it. Giannis was back-to-back, still didn't make it to the finals or win a championship. James Harden in 2018, Russell Westbrook in 2017. The last person who won MVP and a championship that year was Steph Curry. Well, even before that, the last person who did it was was Michael Jordan and Shaq. That's wild, man. That's a good one. That's a good one. I haven't thought about that. But to answer your question, I honestly think that if he does, if DeRozan does win MVP, they're not going to make it to the finals or they're just not going to win a championship. Um, but it'd be nice to see him win an MVP. I think, I think he's one of those players now that we've all grown to appreciate as basketball fans because obviously he, he didn't stay with the Raptors because Masai let him go. It's a, it's like, here's like, it's kind of, Shitty because when DeMar DeRozan was with both the Spurs and the Raptors, he was never considered best player. And in fact, actually, he always been getting disrespected by you no know, one that sports in ESPN or, um, or the, you know, those big companies release their top 100 players. There's like always a good 30 players he's that's ahead of him that shouldn't be ahead of him. So year after year, he's being disrespected or not giving him the, you know, not disrespected as a whole, but like being. Not credited enough. And I think my theory is that they're both small market teams. The Raptors are pretty expensive as a whole, to be honest. Like they have the money, but they're still, I guess I can consider small market because they're not the States. And the Spurs, obviously, as a whole, is a small market team. So now he goes to Chicago and now he's doing big things in Chicago. He has his moments. Now everyone say, oh, Debo this, Debo that. I feel like it's a little too late. I feel like these people are just, and that's, that's the media as a whole, to be honest, always focus on large market teams. That's what, that's all they look at. Every day is something about Westbrook. Every day is something about LeBron. And when the, and there was, when uh, DeRozan was on the Raptors or the Spurs, never talked about. If anything, he's always, always gets discredited when he's on the All-Star team because Canada has such a large fan base and there's only one Canadian team. So obviously all can- Canadians going to vote for DeMar to be in the starting lineup when he was in the Raptors for All-Star games. But that they always kept saying that because they they kept dismissing him as a great great player or having a great season, never in an MVP discussion as well, right? And to add on to your point too, now that I'm looking at the Raptors as a whole, you re- we really have to give credit to our player development program. Like within the years, you know, it's actually insane to play in Toronto now is actually a a great startup for those young players that want to make a career for themselves, but then hopefully also stay in the city, right? So like 
Obviously, Norman Powell is an example of that. DeRozan is an, is an example of that. I don't know where this is really a stretch just because he signed a 10 day with Phoenix, but Biombo. <laughs> well, yeah, Biombo. <laughs> I'm only going to remember Biombo for that block in the playoffs. That should have been, that shouldn't have been a foul. It should have been a clean block on LeBron. <laughs> That's his only moment. That's his only hot moment in, <laughs> for the Raptors, in my opinion. <laughs> but yeah, man. So, I honestly think that at the end of the day, if DeRozan wins MVP, kudos to him. But I do agree it is too late. And I just don't think at this point in his career he could. Right now is his best chance to win a championship, just like it was Chris Paul's chance last year. But Chris Paul right now is making also a really good case for the MVP race. because you see, the Suns are not even being talked about. And again, that's a small market team. Right? They don't care about that. They don't don't care care about small market teams. All the every single fucking day. Lakers, 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 Lakers. And they say the same shit. Oh, who's going to get fired? Frank Vogel? Is Frank Vogel going to get fired? Or what are they going to do with Westbrook? Every single day is something about Westbrook, actually. Every single day is, it's a Westbrook show. Man, it's, it's crazy. So what do you think they're going to do? At this point, they're obviously not where they they envision themselves or in, as a team as a whole. I'm pretty sure they're far from what they thought they were going to be. Do you think they're going to stick with the core and just write it out because time after time LeBron always always sometimes pull shit out of his ass and just turn a team around like look at him right now the past few games if anything actually I don't know if you know this he actually leads the NBA for most 30 point games mm-hmm. at his age he's at 15 and I'm pretty sure I think Kevin Durant or Trey Young is at 14 but he's doing it bro he had a 40 point game the other day he was playing center I think he played center twice uh, what do you think you think you're gonna f- I think they're gonna fire the coach and I feel like that's a wrong move. But uh, what do you think? I don't know. I don't. I don't think they're gonna fire. I don't think they're gonna fire Frank Vogel because there's not really that many coaches in the league, or even assistant coaches for that matter. I mean, there's probably a good handful that could be that you can make as an exception to join the Lakers squad. But what I think is, when it comes down to where the Lakers are headed right now, I be- are they not? I believe they're the last. No, they're not last. Sorry. They're they're the eighth seed in the conference right now, in the West. They're seventh. They're just making it pretty much. Yeah, they're um, at five hundred. Yeah, they're under five hundred. But like that's the thing too. No, they're, they're at five hundred. Oh, they're at five hundred. Yeah, they won two. So that's the thing too because I think the last time the the Lakers have ever been above five hundred in a regular season and was astounding was during the Kobe Bryant and Shaq years as well as the. Um, Abdul Jabbar and and Magic Johnson years. At this point, it's pointing questions as to who is to blame on on the Lakers for for their lack of expectation. I guess they have no defense. Right? They allowed they allowed the fourth most or fifth most points allowed in a game. So they're like probably like fifth. You know, they're probably the fifth worst defense in the NBA, which is trash, which is super super. <laughs> like I mean, like. Or they're not going to win because you already know how many times we always say defense wins championship. You got to at least have a top 10 defense or have both top 10 in offense and defense because their, yeah, offense, their, yeah. offense their offense is up there. It's just their defense. It's just they, they actually scored. I think they, they're up top 10 for offense. Like, oh, points four. You know, they score about 100 yeah. to 111 points a game, which is a lot. It's just their defense in total is just all over the fucking place. It's trash. Yeah, it no, is trash. LeBron's old. LeBron can't beat. He's doing crazy stuff offensively, but he can't be doing the same things on defensively, right? So something has to be sacrificed. Anthony Davis is it's a no-show. Absolutely no-show. 
I don't know what, right? I don't yeah, know what else to say about this guy. And I actually did predict this. I thought he was just going to have one good year. I literally think they're just going to win the one championship and that's it. Westbrook was a, was a wrong signing too. But LeBron's just going for those points. That's it. I think he's like right. he's two thousand two and a half away from from the record. So no, oh, wow. I mean, if I was him at this age, like as a competitor, I think it's hard to like count yourself out or like just tank because I don't think that's in his DNA for sure, LeBron. Uh, but I just don't think they can go over Golden State or Phoenix, not even Utah. It's stacked in the West, man. Like Memphis is is hot. Denver is hot. Clippers is staying afloat. I still think Clippers is better than Lakers at the, right now, at this point. Who would be the right piece, you think, to trade for Westbrook? If they traded Westbrook, who would they want in return? If you had that, if you had that power. If I had that power? Ben Simmons. Ooh. It's just because, I want to say in his name, it's just because I feel like they can do it. And I don't think it's a downgrade. I mean, it might be a downgrade offensively because Westbrook has been shooting a little bit better this year than than you know than people give him credit. But I think that I think Ben Simmons brings everything, especially defense too. Yeah, man, so, that's the one thing too. And I just don't think Westbrook will be. I don't think people will trade him. I don't think people want him because he's such a bad reputation. He went to after OKC. He after he left OKC, OKC made the playoffs, right? But now, obviously, they're rebuilding, right? When he went to Harden, Houston, they didn't win anything. They didn't do it. They didn't do shit, right? They go to Washington, they didn't do shit either. But now Washington, look at Washington now. They're much, much better. Houston, I won't say he's much better because, first of all, they blew everything up. So I won't count that as anything. But now look at Lakers. Now he's not doing good in Lakers. So every team he's been on, yes, he brings something to the table, but he's not that spark or not that X factor or that centerpiece that the teams need. You know what I'm saying? So he has the track record of a Chris Paul, except it's ineffective, right? Yeah, he doesn't make anything better. Mm. <laughs> Not a Chris Paul. You're right. <laughs> that would be really cool. That would be a redemption story for Ben Simmons if he came back. Yeah. Like, imagine, right? Like, you join the Lakers. You have, again, more market value in terms of, like, ratings and and national TV scheduling plays um, and screen time. And he won't be neglected because the man is already. How much did he miss? Did he have to like pay again? Ten or, million dollars, bro. Fuck, man. Like it's nothing. Like it's Trump change. Yeah, that's so much. I wish I had that. I wish I had that money right now. <laughs> or the luxury, the luxury right? just to like give ten million away. So this is my question of the episode for you. Okay. Who do you think will make a bigger impact once they are back on the court? Kyrie Irving or Clay Thompson? You can only choose one. Clay. Who will make a bigger impact? Yeah, Clay. Okay, elaborate. When Kyrie comes, he doesn't bring, like, I know he's all team, like for team and everything, but he's just so ball dominant. I think if he comes back, he's going to take away from maybe Kevin Durant, take away from, I'd say maybe Kevin Durant because I feel Kevin Durant is a focal point. But he will definitely take away a lot from James Harden. How he facilitates, how who's handling the ball, all that jazz, right? When Clay goes back to Golden State, he's only going to just enhance everything because he's great off ball. And now he's now he he's someone on the on the three point line that's going to you know bring fear to everybody. This will also help everybody else's game. Andrew Wiggins going to actually I feel like it's going to help a lot with Andrew Wiggins' game. Anybody who's going to play on the floor with him. 
everyone on that Golden State roster, Kaminga, if Weissman comes back, Iguodala, Otto Porter Jr., Gary Payton, right? These guys are going to help them because it's all that spacing. Defense is going to be aware, okay, fuck Clay's there. Oh, fuck, we got to watch out for Clay, right? If anything, just I think the only person who's going to really, really benefit the most, yeah, probably Andrew Wiggins. Ooh. Because I feel like Andrew Wiggins is like the second option. Now Clay comes back, he's the third option. And then you have Steph and Clay going off ball. Like, are you dumb? Like, it's. <laughs> I, mean, I, th- oh, I, think they're, I think they're more dangerous now than they've ever been. And don't forget, once Clay's back, because I remember Steve Chris saying how, like, he's not going to fucking play around. He's going to make sure he's starting. Jordan Poole's going to come off the fucking bench. See, Jordan Poole, I didn't even say this guy's fucking name. He's, all, he's automatically in, like, six man contention. Look, right? they're 28, yeah, they're 28 7 without Clay. I think Kyrie Irving just brings, I don't, I don't want to use the words destruction, but I think they, he kind of ruins the flow of whatever Brooklyn was, was doing without him. Just because he's such a ball dominant person. Like he needs the ball yeah. in his hand. He can't play off ball. I see him all the time. He's just standing there waiting for the ball to be in his hands. Clay doesn't need that. Clay just, honestly, he just needs 11 dribbles. And he's a better defender. Much better defender. Much better. He was, he was known more for that in the beginning. His defense until he yeah. until until uh, Mark Jackson came and started doing all these things with them, and then Steve Kerr obviously elevated everything. But you know what I'm saying, so Clay for sure. This episode of Full Court Press with Bonnie and Felix is sponsored by Hoopin. Speak the language of basketball with killer T-shirts and hoodies that solidify your identity on and off the court. Use code FULLCOURT for 15% off your order. We're going to be talking about the top NBA players from each age group. And we're going to try to discuss and, and see who we think is like the number one player from that age group. All right, man. So starting off with the 19-year-olds, we got Josh Giddy, Jalen Green, Jonathan Kuminga, Alperin Sangoon. It's pretty, it's a no-brainer here. Yeah, Josh Giddy. He dropped that triple-double, bro. I think I changed, I changed everything at what I thought it was going to be. Josh Giddy, bro. There's multiple ways to look at this question, right? Like whether you're going for like straight up talent, whether you're going for straight up um, team play. Talent alone, Jalen Green, but like team play, Josh Giddy for sure. I'm going Josh Giddy as well. So we agree, Josh Giddy currently right now as a 19 year old is the top 19 year old in the NBA. I yeah? think so. Because, you know, okay. yeah, this is my last thing. I don't know if people know this. Houston's actually much better without Jalen Green. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's a shitty. That that's a injury, shitty thing. To, yeah. That's a shitty thing to like, you know, to take in as a player. But but Josh Giddy, my guy, he's he's the white. And I heard his. I didn't, I didn't even know he had an accent. I heard his accent yesterday yeah. for the first time. What yeah, is it? He's Australian. You know how like Ben Simmons was be the Australian LeBron. This guy's Australian LeBron, bro. All right, man. So twenty year olds, you got Lamelo, Scotty Barnes, Kate Cunningham, Anthony Edwards, Evan Mobley. James Wiseman, Franz Wagner, Jalen Suggs, Isaiah Stewart. And you can even throw in Killian Hayes. So, number one, I think it's going to be between three people. It could be between LaMelo. It could be between Scotty or Evan Mobley. And then also Anthony Edwards. I'm going to put, I'm putting LaMelo up there because he's a team player. I think he's the top <laughs> 20-year-old right now. Wow. That team player thing actually beat me in the ass because... You're right. Lamelo is a team player, right. but I'm still gonna. He's put a team player. I'm gonna put He's Anthony, a team player. I'm gonna put Anthony Edwards though. Anthony Edwards. Okay, Anthony okay. Edwards is a. He gives me like the the vibes of like a, a young, T Mac. Yes, I agree. 100%. And like he is a certified killer. Like you don't see that anymore. 
that's why I'm going more for Anthony Edwards. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I feel like everyone has a role on the team. And I think he knows his role. And Lomelo knows his role really, really well. But they're not asking what they're asking from Lomelo, from Anthony Edwards. That's why I think he can fucking... That's why he's killing it every fucking... He has one thing to do and score. And he's killing it every fucking game. I, I love him. I love him. As, I love his talent. You know what's so funny? Remember the very first... Those very first episodes that we did? Season one? I was I was against him because of the shit he was saying <laughs> about the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm, now, now I, you love him. Now I love him, bro. He's sick. All right. So 21-year-olds. We got RJ Barrett, Darius Garland, Tyrese Halliburton... Tyler Hero, THT, Tyrese Maxey, Kevin Porter Jr., Zion, Cole Anthony. Out of those 21-year-olds, who's the top player for you in that age group? RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett really? is my RJ Barrett is my 21-year-old. All right. Just because like Zion Williamson hasn't done really nothing. His whole thing is, is his whole NBA career is just rehabbing just so he can start his NBA career. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it's kind of like the same thing. <laughs> Bro, it's kind of the same thing as um, Joel Embiid, you know? Remember Joel Embiid? Same yeah, shit. Yeah. This guy had like the foot problem and he had like rehabbing after rehabbing after rehabbing. Until he's get a full season in, RJ Bear is my, my best 21 year old. Okay. What about you? As of right now, I would have to say Darius Garland, but overall, I would say RJ Barrett. Darius Garland deserves some praise too. So he does, man. Yeah. I fucking love that guy. All right, man. Twenty-two year olds. Who do you got? That's this is a no-brainer. We don't even have to discuss Luca. Yeah, Luca, bro. Luca. But you can make a great case for LeBron. There you go. Yeah, you runner a great up, case. Great case for him. If anything, actually, John John has way is making way more noise in general than Luca. Luca has been kind of like this is the first time I don't really hear anything about Luca. And that's important though. That's important coming from small market teams, yeah. Memphis, right? Because Dallas is still technically a small market team ish. They are. You know? no, they are a small market team, right? For sure. But like Ja is making so much noise. Like I don't even hear anything from Luca. Nothing. Nothing at all. Not even his plays, bro. Well, he had, he had a sick play the other day, like behind the back, dagger. Yeah, yeah. But like, Tukliba, yeah. Other than that, I don't know. All right, man. Twenty-three-year-olds. There's pretty much only two names on this list that that you can argue for: Jason Tatum and Trey Young. Who's at the top for twenty-three-year-olds? Other ones are Nikhil Alexander Walker, uh, Shai Gilgis Alexander, MPJ. Obviously, when he's not injured, but even before the injury, he was playing not that great. DeAndre Ayton, Mo Bamba, Jared Allen, Miles Bridges. I think they're kind of equal, Tatum and, and Trey. In my opinion, I, I can't really oh. put like a definitive answer. I know what you mean by that. Now that you're saying that, I know what you mean by yeah. You saying Tatum and Young are are equal. I guess it's I guess it's just from the way they carry themselves, maybe on and off the court, but also how they they um. They kind of orchestrate the offense too, because they can both have the ball in their hands. But then you don't know whether or not they're still gonna pass. You don't know whether or not it's gonna be a crossover. You don't know whether or not it's gonna be a floater on Trey Young's end, or even like a pull-up jumper on Jason Tatum's end. Because I, I love Tatum's footwork. Oh and yeah. I love, and I love Trey Young's ways of like getting to the basket. So they're kind of equal in that sense. But I, I, I would probably put Tatum. See, I would probably Young. put Tatum too, but. It's hard because Trey Young, 
gives you the, those 12, 15 assists. That, like he could a game. Yeah, right. I Tatum, don't know. We'll Tatum, see. Tatum's job is just to score, you know, and defend. But Trey Young, bro, holy, holy. All right, man. Twenty-four year olds. Um, Bam Adebayo, OG Ananobi, Lonzo Ball, De'Aaron Fox, Brandon Ingram, Jamal Murray, John Collins, Larry Markkinen, and Ivaka Zubak. See, I didn't even know Zubak was twenty-four. This guy does not look twenty-four. I was thinking this guy's thirty or something. He could be uh he could be an uncle. He's probably an uncle. He probably is. Probably an uncle to like three kids, four kids. But Jamal Murray. Ooh. Jamal Murray is my best twenty-four year old. He's at the top for you. One thousand percent. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. I heard people say Batman Abayo is the best twenty-four year old. I mean, I guess. I would like to hear their. I would like to hear their thoughts. I mean, the thing is, I can see why a lot of people would say Bam, just because Bam is also good on the defensive end, right? Whereas Jamal Murray, you can't really see him on that side. A lot of fans at this point are favoring offensive players over defensive players, and then those who actually love defensive players. To me, right now, I kind of see it as if you're a basketball fan and you fuck with defensive players, you're a true basketball fan. Yeah, like if you like Draymond Green, you fuck with that. If you like Matisse Thybulle, you fuck with that. If you like Marcus Smart, you fuck with that. You know what I mean? You love basketball, like you know what you're talking about, or you have an idea of it. You know? I love team defense. I love when people rotate to their mans and and communicate. They cut cut. You know? You know who does that really well? Golden State does that really well this year. Golden State does that really really well. And I also love like I really really love. I keep saying Golden State. Golden State and the Spurs. They're so good when the Spurs were at the top. So good as like rotating mans for their defense and rotating mans for their offense. That's what I love. But I do love individual defense. Like first thing that comes to my head, Tony Allen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Or the glove. Gary Payton, right? The glove. So many guys, man. There's so many guys. Chris so Paul. Many. You know, Chris Paul's even up there with defense. Yeah, as he is. Yeah. Early, early Chris Paul too. Early Chris Paul. Very early early yeah. Chris Paul. 2010's Chris Paul. Clippers Chris Paul too. Yeah, man. 25-year-olds. I'm going Devin Booker. He's a top 25-year-old right now. Booker's good. You also got to make the case for Mitchell. You could. You could. He came out of nowhere, though. Like, he was already on the come-up when he was a rookie. But he was also one of those players where you have to really watch his game to appreciate what he could do on the offensive end. Because he's also fucking strong, man. He's, he's fucking strong. And he's got that jump. You know, he's got that vertical, so... I think he's capable of being better than Dwayne Wade. I agree. I agree with that 100%. I'm not saying he and will be. And the only be. reason why I'm saying that is because right now... Because the thing is, looking back on Dwayne Wade's career, I don't really think he had a dominant teammate... A dominant teammate that was that played a center like a Rudy Gobert. And now... And Mitchell having that luxury... Playing with a big man who can just grab the fucking boards for him and kick it out. Well, yeah, so like he can get an open shot. That's that's fair. That's fair. But at the same time, I don't know, man. I just, I really, I, I, I'm not discrediting Donovan Mitchell because I think he's a fucking great player. Um, but until he can get, if he can make it to the Western Conference Finals this year, it would be kind of hard not to put him in contention with Devin Booker as being a top player who's uh, currently 25. Oh, he's definitely going to make the Western Conference Final. You're saying the Jazz are going to make it? To the conference finals, yeah. Jazz and... Jazz, oh, you want me to get a prediction, okay. 
I think it'd probably be uh, Jazz and um, well, as right now it could be Jazz and fuck. You know, honestly, if you really think about it, right now, they can make it because if you go second round, they face Devin Booker and the Suns. So that'll be Ooh. the battles of the twenty-five-year-old. <laughs> For me, whoever wins that, that's the best twenty-five-year-old right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Age twenty-six. Um, you have Zach Levine, Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, it's Jokic, uh, Jokic, Jokic. Yeah, I'm gonna go Jokic easy. But those other two, those other two are, they're up there, but they're yeah. not close as like Jokic right now. He's having MVP numbers, but people are dismissing him. Mm-hmm. He has the best plus minus in the NBA. He makes his team exponentially better. But this is what it means for small market teams. So, yeah, Jokic. Uh, 27 year old Giannis. Bro, Get out of Caruso, here. bro. Come on. He's he's like he's <laughs> that guy. He single handedly made Chicago Bulls better. And he made the Lakers really, really bad. So out of all the 27 year olds, he's the best 27 year old. That's what you're telling me. Look what he did to the Lakers, bro. Oh my god. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Obviously Giannis, bro. Obviously Giannis. <laughs> but indeed, um, Randall, those are good 27 year olds. They are. These are the peaks. This is where their peak starts. So yeah, right? 28-year-olds. Bradley Beal. Over AD. Right now. Right now. Right now. Okay. Okay. Oh, shit. What do you, what do you, what do you have for 28? For 28, right now, it's Bradley Beal. AD's like, um, he's like an outdoor cat, you know? An outdoor <laughs> cat that gets injured a lot. He comes and goes as he pleases, you know? He's always injured, man. Always, always injured. He's great at the beginning of fantasy. And then after that, it's just like, bro, I just, I can't, I can't select that, man. For fantasy, I like him, but I, he's not. Yeah, it also comes with availability, and then now, right now, it's also hard because of COVID, right? So I said I really did say that he probably will give Lakers one good, healthy full year, as in like LeBron's, you know, term. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know how long LeBron's mm-hmm. playing, so I'm just I was just assuming four years, maybe four or five years. This is year three, yeah. So so far, I've been right. And, but you know that one year just came from in the bubble. So you want to count it? It's an asterisk. I'm not sure. That's another debate for another time. But <laughs> yeah, right now, Bradley Beal. 29-year-olds. Who do you got? I think it's a no-brainer. Yeah, I think Kyrie. Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie. Irene. Okay. Uh, 30-year-olds. Kawhi. Kawhi. Low-key, you can also put in a Chris Middleton in there. I would. I would put him over... I would put him over yeah, but, CJ McCollum. Yeah, yeah. You can put him over CJ, but Kawhi's been so good for so long. I feel like Chris Middleton just... Well, he's 30, right? So when he hit his peak, that's when you saw Chris Middleton more consistent. And you know what it, you know what he can bring to the game. Kawhi mm-hmm. Leonard's been doing that since since his rookie year in the Spurs, yo. Since he was out the womb. Out the womb. With those, I want to <laughs> know how big his hands was when he came out of the womb. <laughs> Oh man, um, yeah, thirty-one-year-olds. I think it's a no-brainer too. Paul George, Paul George, right out of Draymond and Gordon. But Clay has a good, good shot to be up there, and Dame, Damian Lillard too. Yeah, Damian Lillard as well. Mm-hmm. You have anything actually? I think it should be Dame because this guy sent Paul George home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. thirty-two-year-olds: <laughs> Jimmy Butler, Demar Derozan, James Harden. Blake Griffin, Ibaka, Isaiah Thomas, Hassan Whiteside, Eric Bledsoe, 
the Morris twins. Obviously, Harden is going to be in the top. I think he's the best 32-year-old right now. Yeah, he's he's the best 32 years old. You know? But DeRozan. But who do you put? Who's the runner-up? DeRozan or Jimmy? I would honestly put... Right now, I put I would put DeRozan. Overall, I would put Jimmy. Okay. That's fair. Overall, I would put Jimmy. Because Jimmy's more... Jimmy's more, he's, he's a fucking, he's a chameleon. If you tell him to do something on any team, whether he was with Minnesota, Philadelphia, and, and now the Heat, he's going to do his fucking job and he could still get his numbers. Yeah. Not a lot of people can be a chameleon like him. So and that's he, why. And he, and he defends the best yeah. player all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And he wants that too. He wants to defend the best player too. He's not a player to step down from it. Plus his, all, his personal story and his upbringing is, all, is also inspirational and fucking sick. So yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, 33-year-olds. Kevin Durant. Katie. It's going to be Katie or Steph. Obviously, Katie. Second would be Westbrook. It's very, (laughs) very, very close, bro. Westbrook had that shot for number one. (laughs) No, no, no. But Kevin Durant and Steph are pretty fucking close just because I feel like everyone knew how great Kevin Durant is. But these past few years, Steph Curry, man, he just like fucking wine, bro. He's just so amazing. It's actually pretty crazy to like realize that both KD and Steph Curry were, I believe, were they not both? I know, I know Steph for sure, but I'm pretty sure it's the same with KD. They were both absent in the league for at least a season. No? Yeah. KD did. Right? KD did miss a huge chunk of the season. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. I think KD did that twice, bro. The Achilles and I remember, I remember he had a really bad injury in, in OKC where he had, he only played like 20 games. Right? Holy shit, he technically missed two seasons, Kevin Durant. And has not missed a beat. Because that's, that, that's the big test. I feel like that's like the biggest test as a professional athlete is after your injury. What up here in your mental state will, will allow you to continue to be the greater player that you once were? Or you know what I mean? I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's not like a normal injury. It was an Achilles injury, bro. Or ECL. Yeah. I forgot what it was, but... Achilles, a, Achilles. Yeah, Achilles. Yeah. It was a very that's a that's such a hard injury to come back from. And this guy came back even better. Can I say, man, he summoned the he summoned the Slim Reapers gods so that that way he could, you know, just dominate. Sadly though, for 34-year-olds, there there are there's only there's not that many that are like notable except for Mike Conley, Danny Green, and Joe Ingles. Yeah, Joe Ingles, number one. The fuck out of here. <laughs> Mike Conley. First of all, yeah. Joe Ingles, bro, he's old as fuck. I, don't, I he's I swear he hasn't even been in the league that, that long. <laughs> you know what Joe Ingles is? Joe Ingles is like that dude that you know he's been around for a long time, but you didn't realize he was a lo- he was around for a long time. You know? I know, yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. 35 year olds. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Agreed. Yeah. Kyle Lowry out of Jeff Green and George Hill and Al Horford and Rondo. And Rudy Gay, right? 36-year-olds. We got LaMarcus Aldridge, Taj Gibson, Dwight Howard, Paul Millsap, Joe Kim Noah, PJ Tucker, and the best of all of them, Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Best 36-year-old right now, yeah, for not sure. Even, not even close. And then lastly, the 37-year-olds. You got Carmelo. You got Iggy, Andre Iguodala, and then LeBron. As my guy Max Kellerman said. Of everyone on Golden State, open shot. Fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. You better hit it. I want Iguadala. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> One thousand percent. This guy hit like a. This guy hit that clutch three against the Jazz. 
against the fucking Jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See? He's not oh, the best man. shooter, but he's the most clutch shooter. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this installment of Full Court Press with Bonnie and Felix. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at fullcourtpress.to and to subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your shows. We're going to end off the episode with apparently what is the one of the hardest quizzes to do. It's called, Will You Foul Out While Taking the Super Hard NBA Quiz? Okay. So count me down, Felix. Three, two, one. All right, man. Many basketball fans know Michael Jordan wore number 23. But what number the teammate Scotty Pippen wear? <laughs> 33. Ding! Yeah, man. You got it right, obviously. Which team won the first NBA championship title in 1950? Is it A, New York Knicks, B, Boston Celtics, C, Minneapolis Lakers, oh. or D, Fort Wayne Pistons? Is this the Minneapolis Lakers? It is the Minneapolis Lakers. See, I knew it was an M. See it. You know, I thought I knew it was an M. I knew it was an M. <laughs> Dr. James Naismith is credited with inventing the game of basketball. What school did he do it at? Was it at the International YMCA Training School, Duke, Virginia Tech, or Yale? Wow, that's a trick question because I know this guy's Canadian. Right? I feel like something probably like YMCA or something like that. It is YMCA! Yeah. <laughs> it is YMCA. Canadian genes came into me. Give me the answers. Which NBA team was Paula Abdul a cheerleader for before breaking into the music business? Was it the LA Lakers? Was it the New York Knicks? The Boston Celtics? Or the San Diego Clippers? Oh, I don't know. That San Diego thing kind of like threw me off. Because I feel like that's an old name. And it had to be in the 90s if that's the name. Paulo Abdul is pretty old. <laughs> I want to say San Diego. I'm going with San Diego. Nah, man. It's the Lakers. And he was the Lakers. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this installment of Full Court Press. We'll catch you in the next one. <laughs>